Hey guys, it's Ibubi. It's Priscilla. Just wanted to let you know that in addition to Succession and Yellow Jackets, we have been covering The Mandalorian. This season has been great, so keep it locked to our feed for all your Space Daddy and Baby Yoda needs as we get deep into the weeds, right here on Popcorn for Dinner. The the karaoke bar, or even before they leave, <laughs> when they're just like laughing to each other, like, oh, like we fucked that real good, right? It's like, what is, <laughs> come on, like. Like, haven't you had enough of this nonsense? Like, is that is that really your own your only portion in life? Like, Kendall, how's your son doing? And we are back, back again. <laughs> Um, I don't have like any funny, quirky intros, so I'm just kind of just like, get into it. Like, uh, yeah, you can try and give them Welcome something. Welcome back to the- <laughs> try and give them something. <laughs> well, today, to fair, it's been a long day today, man. I got like another fine from DVLA, which is, um, oh god, yeah, don't park, just don't park in, don't drive in, anything. But anyway, <laughs> welcome back to the Popcorn for Dinner podcast. I am not Bankale. <laughs> Um, I'm actually um, Babira, and today we're joined by my good mates, Ibabe, all the way in, I think Canada or America, I always forget. <laughs> it's Canada at the moment, but it's the same. honestly, kind of from same. your point of view, it's basically the same. Same country, yeah, same place, <laughs> just all America, yeah. How are you doing, Ibabe? Fine, I'm going through a long day here as well, but uh, probably not as long as the day that Conor Roy had in this episode oh my gosh. we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna get to him it's really funny how like the you know the episode actually let me kind of get a bit more a bit more professional so today we're going to be talking about the best tv show on earth right now called succession it is episode nine and um, episode two sorry, episode nine <laughs> episode two <laughs> season four episode two called rehearsal which is directed by becky martin who has also directed other shows like obviously veep and British classic called The Peep Show, which is kind of definitely around the same temperature as um, Succession. And yeah, great episode. We'll talk about that. We'll give our thoughts about, you know, weddings, our choice of karaoke songs, and obviously the best family on on TV right now. But allegedly. before we kind of get to all of <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> before we get to all of that, I just kind of um um want to let you know about like sort of things you've got coming up. You have Barry coming up as well. Mandalorian is still there. Um, just all the TV shows, all the TV shows. What's that? Ted Lasso is there as Yellow well. It's just, jackets. It's. I mean, we we release content, so so much With content. The one stop shop right now. It's everything, man. So all the TV shows. You any single TV show you're probably watching right now are definitely covering it. So just um, yeah, don't be afraid to subscribe. Um, give us a couple of feedbacks. Give us skillful and um, ratings as well. Really helps out with how we go forward, how we plan ahead with things. So we really appreciate it. And obviously, if you have any thoughts or suggestions about things, always kind of give us a slide into our DMs, you know? If you have any other reasons why you want to slide into our DMs, slide into our DMs anyway. It's all good. (laughs) We (laughs) We all need some some DMs now. You're going to regret that, but okay. (laughs) I am literally the best host in the world right now. But, um, yeah, let's get into <laughs> let's get into succession. Um, yeah. 
So what did you um what did you think about the episode? Just first thoughts, high level views. It felt different levels of sad. Like it was sad so in sad. in a in a in a legitimately melancholic way. It was sad in kind mm-hmm. of like a pitiful way. And it was also sad mm-hmm. in like just an overall hilarious way. And these different re- like levels of sad could range from when Logan is moseying like Hitman mm-hmm. Santa or when um the siblings are sitting down at Connor's supposed to be a rehearsal, when we're listening to Willa right. talking about how she's leaving, when we're listening to Carrie, oh my god, Carrie <laughs> with her with that her was audition. So tip. pathetic, man. <laughs> oh my goodness. The feelings are mixed on that. I feel like I feel like people are kind of expecting this to be viewed as really, really bad. I think that probably mm-hmm. some people are going to think, oh, this isn't too terrible. But I watched it and just thought, nah, bro, this is not it. This is not it. She's literally talking about a child dying and just inserting a random smile in the middle. It's like, sis, what are you doing? And clearly it's because she's nervous. But this lack of experience is something that, you know, we should be aware of as she's auditioning for something as big as ATN. Like ATN is one of the biggest news outlets in the country. Yeah. And it's it's quite hilarious when just like the conversations around Carrie are brought into screen about how Logan is sort of asking them. I'm not involved. You know, how is she doing? I'm not involved, I'm not involved, but how is she doing? And I mean, Tom, I'm not feeling feeling such a great actor, man. Because he's like, he can't, he obviously can't tell him the truth, yeah. like what he really thinks, because that's kind of like the show, isn't it? You can't really tell people what you really think about things directly. So he has to be like, yeah, you know, she needs a bit of work. She needs a lot of work and stuff like that, but you know, he's on it. And and our conversation with um, Greg was just amazing, man, because it's sort of the same thing about trying to tell, trying to get your point across, but not making your point, but still making your points and stuff. And (laughs) it was, I I mean, those two actors are just amazing because I really felt that was kind of like an Aaron Sorkin back and forth, like a tennis match, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I kind of, I really enjoyed that, that, that scene, but I mean, it's really hilarious how I actually start with Carrie. I think my thing about this episode is like, I know I've said this a million times on Popcorn for Dinner podcast about how, you know, the concept of acting is putting people in one room and letting them say things. That is what, you know, acting is. If you go into the dictionary, that is kind of what you'd find. And that's kind of what this, especially that last scene, when they have the three kids and the dad, well, the four kids, <laughs> of course, I forgot about Connor, well, the four kids and that, you have to stop doing basically, that. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> I went into that trap as well. That is not the premise of the show, but kind of the premise of the show. It's like, and we have all of them in that room. What kind of meal can you cook? And you saw they made a huge, sad, gourmet buffet, basically. Because that final scene was pretty rough. To say the least. To say the least, and just kind of peeling, you know, rolling back the years of how you've traumatized us as kids and everything. And they, I like, sort of start feeling sorry for the kids of like, this is how they've ended up and everything, right? But you're kind of like, is Logan being sympathetic? You know, what? And I guess we'll get to Logan about like, how do you actually feel it was all sincere and everything? Actually, I guess we could go there now. Do you feel that was sincere on his part? Or do you feel like there's a bigger game to him? You mean the full apologies that he was providing? Apologies, I guess we'll have that in quotation marks, yeah. <laughs> um, well, 
I think um, in Logan's case, because he's such a pathological liar mm-hmm. that's very good at, you know, pathologically lying, <laughs> anything he says can probably be viewed as, you know, I guess with a grain of salt. You know, like he, he, he's the type of person who, who is so good at saying whatever needs to be said in order to get the job done, in order to get the deal done, exactly. in order to convince people to side with him. Um, mm-hmm. However, in this situation, I think there really is a sense of almost melancholic contrition. Mm-hmm. It's like, I didn't have to do you guys like this badly, to be honest. Like, I keep saying everything I do is for my children, but like, here you are, my actual children, and I'm actively making you suffer. I think there's a part of him that, you know, this is dawning on. Mm-hmm. And plus, yeah, you know, I, I, th- I think it's kind of like in the whole context of the season where he's sort of thinking about his own existence, thinking about um, how, for example, his birthday party and all the kids were there, and he just kind of felt quite alone. Yeah, and he does tell them that, which I wasn't expecting. Mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting him to fully admit that in public, mm-hmm. <laughs> but he did. But sort of think all of you sort of think about all of that, right? Then you know, ten minutes before he was denying them the helicopter access, wasn't he? So apologizing for that. <laughs> oh, that he actually apologized for that, but yeah, there's yeah, there's that. Um, it's I found that scene quite yeah. I mean, when I was sort of going sort of going all the way back, and you sort of start thinking about like yeah, he actually did um, hit Roman a lot when he was a kid, and that's you know sort of part of the reason why Roman is like this and you know the whole shiv the whole shiv and the divorce law which is pretty we'll get to shiv we'll get to shiv but then you sort of hear about he does make an interesting point though that if, if she, she was, was around there, he would have given her similar advice but i mean that that's quite manipulative though isn't it it is because at the same time like if your child is getting divorced why are you why, why are you why are you helping tom <laughs> why are you helping tom like what like you should be calling shivs like okay I understand that, like, we're not on good terms, but, like, if you're going to divorce this guy, this is what should happen. I mean, Logan has been through multiple divorces. Honestly, so he's got, so he he's got the masters in that. Yeah, he knows how to do it. And he, I, I mean, that's quite shitty of him, actually, just <laughs> all the divorce lawyers all about. And, yeah, but then we sort of, I mean, they drop a little bomb about um, Connor's mom. Mm-hmm. And I was like... Locking her up. Locking her up. And I was like, where did that come from? Like... <laughs> well enough that come what does that actually even mean like is it did you lock her up in i mean in jail or was it like a mental i'm guessing they mean some type mental of mental institute or something yeah yeah that's kind of what i thought as yeah. well but yeah I, I mean even kind of like the way that scene all came together let's talk about the deal because it's sort of so um kind of witnessed in this episode about how just things change so for example um, they were all for the deal. Then Shiv kind of sort of started getting second thoughts, phone Sandy in, and now she's sort of against deal because she thinks she can squeeze for more money alongside Sandy and Stewie. Which is a bad idea, by the way. <laughs> I'm going to say that right now. That's, that's just a bad idea, but okay. Plus, um, Kendall, he had, well, he was all for the deal. Then he has this phone conversation with Mattin, and he sort of realized they, they have this sort of secret if it's friendship, if it's association, correspondence, correspondence sort of thing. I mean, I know Kendall probably knew him on some level, right? Because he was at the birthday party. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And But like, you, does anyone really know anybody in that show? Or is everyone just kind of, yeah, I know him, I know him, I know him. Kind of stuff. But like, you sort of realize that 
you know, Mattson obviously doesn't want the deal. He wants the deal to go through and he's working alongside Kendall. But then Kendall sort of flips, you know, switches it up and says, no, I think we're squeezing for more money. So I was a bit, so what's going on here? He is going to walk. <laughs> he, he, like, these, these guys are honestly playing with fire mm-hmm. because I agree with MK still, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I'm going to say, I kind of agree with Logan here. If they play too much, Matson will walk. He's crazy enough to do that. I, I like the way he says it in the, in the phone call with, with Kendall too. He's like, yeah, you know, your dad's going to sell, but not to him. You guys mess around. It's, it's not going to be to me. So, and that, that, that is very poignant. So what's the risk then? If they don't sell, they haven't got the funds for the PGN deal, right? Yeah. They overpromised on Pierce. It's actually such a, just, just, just this weird, like, leeching off of everybody's like allegiances and e- and egos because mm-hmm. they've essentially been kicked out of control of Waystar Royco, right? So ATN, all that mm-hmm. stuff. And because they feel scorned, the kids, they're trying to buy Pierce, mm-hmm. right? But in order to buy Pierce, they need the payouts <laughs> from the Waystar deal yeah. so that they can have enough money to do that so that they can supposedly continue screwing with their dad as he continues to run ATN. Like, it's just, why? Just go do something else with your life. I'm so confused. Like, it's, it's, it's hilarious that that's the case because they really do need that money for any of this to work. I mean, you could kind of think about how you can sort of justify why they're doing this then because, like, they do need that extra cash, don't they? Because what does Kendall say? It's about 100 million between, is it each or between them? Um, but I think it's between between them, them which is you know it's still it's still an insane still, amount. Of money. It's not it's like, not it's not chump change, you know. So they do need the money, which is the funny thing. But at the same time, it's like, how much more do you want to keep um, squeezing before? You- Literally, like, how much money is is enough? Like, why is this not a pro- how much? I mean, sure, a hundred million. Maybe they can get a hundred million. That's that's not that's not small money, mm-hmm. but like, it's not gonna make too huge of a difference to what they already have like i don't know i think maybe that's like that's probably that's probably going to be like i don't know one percent of like what they what they might end up making Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like as a whole from from all this Mm -hmm. so like do you really want to risk matson for like an extra like one to five percent yeah but like what if you're right what if they've got the leverage (laughs) what if Matson actually gives in. So you think there's a world where Matson doesn't walk when they bring this up, even though he can see them coming from a mile away because they're apparently spies letting him know what's happening. I think definitely the interesting angle would be Matson walking, because that obviously leads to like more conflict and like what the hell happens now. But what if the kids are right? What if there's another negotiation process that has to happen where Okay, the deal is off, but we feel that, you know, we can get a bit more money from you. Because that, I mean, I feel like we're kind of all predisposed to believe, not believe, but to trust Logan a lot more than the kids. But obviously, why wouldn't you trust Logan more than the kids, especially with like business decisions? You've got like, what, six years of experience behind, um, behind making all of these deals, right? And obviously being on the right side of history. So, I mean, who are we to question him? But at the same time, it's like, what if it's wrong? He's already starting to, you know, he's basically fast tracking Kerry into the most important one of the most important roles in the company. So, 
is he just losing it now or something? Is he is he losing the touch? <laughs> What's going on? So, I mean, maybe he has experience with that too. Yeah, you know, just just general, just general like I'm nepotism, but I'm not involved type of behavior. <laughs> yeah, there always has to be like a separation, isn't there? But um, like I think he's already he's kind of already starting to plan for life after it um after after the sale because i mean the way the episode starts was you know straight to atn isn't it to give this sort of you know wall general type of speech i mean when i heard that i wanted to run through a wall man honestly i was like yes let's go spread some hate and propaganda let's nah, go like, <laughs> i was actually so annoyed let's go. Like, why am i hyped at this why is this working on me? <laughs> it was. It was <laughs> like, why is this actually a rousing speech? It's not supposed to be like this. I mean, right, all the actors in this show are just amazing, man. And it's like stood right in the middle there, just you know, screaming his lungs out, trying to hype up the hype up the crowd and everything. I'm like you, so this man can shout like this. Amazing, and yeah, man, he was like, "You fucking pirates!" And I was like, yes, "I'm the fucking pirates, call me Jack Sparrow." <laughs> No, you going? I'm a pirate. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I was, I was getting so gassed, man. I don't even know why. I think it's like because he's got, he's got a bit of Scottish. Well, he's Scottish, isn't it? So he's in Scottish accent plus the plus screen. I just like, yeah, let's, let's go, let's go, let's go. Oh my god! But um, yeah, because obviously he's like really into news, isn't he? So I'm quite interested to know because we've got the election as well coming up as well. I sort of spoke about that last. The last episode. So is the plan for him to get this sale done so he has a lot more focus on ATN before the whole election brouhaha comes through? On some level, yeah, because Logan loves news and that's where he's kind of used to um I guess wielding power mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. influence. That's kind of how he manages the agenda, the conversation. Mm-hmm. And I think that on some level it's what he needs. Mm. If he wants to get back into the bullpen, so to speak, with all these different people, um, with all the people who work for him and kind of manage their core assets, mm-hmm. then running ATN is essentially how he does that. But I feel like that's just a weird move for him as well. It's like, it almost feels weird to see someone like him doing that. Like, why not just like, you know, retire? But people like that yeah. just didn't even know what retiring means, man. Honestly. I'm not sure he knows. No chance. I mean, but I'm quite confused by him because there was a bit in the episode where they notify him about the kids who might um, vote against the deal. He then gives like this little smirk and says like, yeah, they've got some juice. What do you think about that? That confused me a little. I was like, what does he mean by that? Is he impressed? Is he... Like, does he feel like, okay, I'm, I'm ahead of them still. Like, mm. they don't have anything on me, really, even though they think they do. Like, or is it just like, okay, they want to play ball, let's play mm-hmm. ball. Because then he comes up with all that contrition later, and it's like, so what juice were you talking about? Honestly, because, I mean, I've got here in my notes about, like, does he want, so he wants the kids to, um, he wants the kids to juice up the price, but he doesn't want them to juice up the price. So what, I'm not sure what, he wants i'm not sure what's in his head right now so i was quite confused about by that but i guess with the um kind of later episodes we'll see yeah i think that's that's logan i did enjoy his um conversations around Kerry's conversation with um, tom is always because <laughs> tom is always because <laughs> you can't say what he really thinks 
So Tom is just always talking around in circles, right? Then Logan is just kind of always yeah. straight, direct, straight line, straight to the point and stuff. Then he obviously tells Greg to fuck off, doesn't he? He's, uh, that's kind of his catchphrase, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, at that point, when Greg was talking about that pizza, I was like, oh, well, you know, there's, 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 I was just like, what are you no, doing? Just, this is not the time of just, what are you Just doing? go away, man. <laughs> Honestly. And then he just left, which is low-key hilarious. It's just like, yeah, you know what? I'm not going to, I'm not even going <laughs> to argue. Did he, um, I mean, there was that part when he had that meeting with, uh, well, they were both watching the, the video of them, Carrie, weren't they? And they were laughing. They closed it quickly. <laughs> Oh my god, the, f- the fact that Fisher Stevens is in this show always gets mm-hmm. me. Just them bringing, when the theme song was, was, was playing, mm-hmm. right, and the, and the opening credits were, were rolling, I was looking at some of the names and I noticed Fisher Stevens. I was like, okay, so that means Hugo is in this episode, mm-hmm. right? So the fact that they brought Hugo just for this, like Hugo is in this episode just for that scene is just too funny. Because like, <laughs> because... Yeah, they're laughing and everything, and then they walk in. But he, bro, he didn't pause the video before closing. Like, whenever people do that on TV, I'm just like, what are you doing? You can't just shut the laptop. <laughs> like, no, but you actually can't just shut the laptop because now he's like, okay, well, let's look at it on your computer. And then he's trying to get Carolina to do it. And obviously, she was not like, having why it would you do at it? all. <laughs> she's like, yeah, just run it. And then he's scared it. to open his. And then I realized, as soon as I realized he was scared to open the laptop, mm-hmm. because he knew that as soon as he did. <laughs> We started to see the carry video. I started screaming because, oh my God. Oh, man. And then when he opens it, he's like doing his best. To come <laughs> oh, so I think that may have been the funniest moment in the episode for me. Yeah, because he's like, he opens it and closes it quickly and it was just kind of like, yeah. That was too it was much. so funny. Man. Kind of all relates relate to that. It's not wanting someone to see what you're, you're browsing. Actually, there's a moment later on after Logan talks to the kids at the karaoke bar. Mm-hmm right, where he comes up with this decision of, like, what to do and, like, pushing the meeting, blah, blah, blah. And he specifically says, get Frank, get Carl, but no Jerry. I was. And I'm wondering why. Does it have to do with the thing with Hugo? Or is, does he just have some kind of mistrust situation mm, with Jerry? I right was thinking now? that as well. Because, I mean, because also in episode one, um, he asked her to, like, roast him, like, the whole, and she was just like, yeah, I'm not participating in this. Like, I don't know, is, is Jerry on some type of... Well, he did say you know, the night... Like, I'm, like, quiet quitting. He, said, he did say the night of the long night is coming soon, isn't it? So, yeah. um, by the way, listeners, anyone who doesn't know the night of the long lives, just, um, yeah, doing quick Wikipedia search. It was not very... Not a nice time in history, but when, <laughs> when he says that, I feel there might be a lot more fat that might be trimmed out of... Uh, of of the kind of like management and important people that we know. Well, he's already said that Sid mm-hmm. is gone at the end of the episode. He said that? Yeah, to Roman at the end of the episode. Oh, wow. Yeah, the lady in, that is in charge true. of ATN says she, he's, you know, she's yeah. gone. Because I always wondered, because, you know, they have her and they have Tom. It's like, do they really need both of them? Like, what's the plan there? Yeah, but like, I think he's trying to get rid of her to put Roman in that position. I was going to ask you about this, actually. You think that's what he's doing? Well, he, that's, what he, that's what he says at the end of the episode, isn't it? Like, he wants... Well, yeah, but like... I was, ask, I was about to ask you, do you feel... What about Tom? Do you feel he's being sincere to Roman? Because Tom technically is head of ATN, right? So why would he bring another... Like, I thought he, if he was removing... I mean, yeah, he does say that to Roman, but that's where it confuses me, right? Because 
why bring like if you're taking away Sid, I thought that's to make sure that like there's just one person in charge of ATN that you can control. Mm-hmm. But why bring in Roman? Like, should, wouldn't Roman be best like used somewhere else? Or if Roman's going to be using, be doing ATN, like, why do you need Tom there? Like, why not put Tom somewhere else? So, who's more hands on with ATN? Would that be Tom or Sid? Um, definitely Sid. She's the one who's been running it this whole time. Yeah, Tom was just made head of ATN recently. So, I mean, because he says that Roman is not Pierce, which is true. Remember that? Yeah, it is true. Remember that scene last season when Roman was talking to Mankin in the in the bathroom, right? And how could I forget? How could how could anyone forget? Yeah, and he just like when he when he was talking, he was like, I mean, what you're saying is horrible and deplorable, right? But it's like he knows how to speak. But the you language. know how to speak the language. You know how to get your points across. You sound extremely convincing right now, and. I mean, where the hell did this come from? I think that's from? one of the most impressive Roman moments in the whole show, actually. Honestly. I think most of us were watching that scene thinking, whoa, who is this? Yeah, and like, to be fair though, he's, he's been quite, he's been like the most logical one out of the siblings, I'd say, this season. Because he's the only one who's trying to start a business. As he says in episode one, I'm trying to actually run a business without like, like, just just for the sake of running a business yeah. like without the need to fuck anybody yeah like that's what that's how he says it right and i think that makes a lot of sense i think he is annoyed with the whole kendall and shift situation mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because not only are they not really listening to him but their motivations are so juvenile like you can see at the end of the episode when they're in the car going away from yeah you know the the karaoke bar or even before they mm-hmm, leave mm-hmm. when they're just like laughing to each other like Oh, like we fucked out real good, right? It's like, what is? <laughs> come on, like, like, haven't you had enough of this nonsense? Like, is that is that really your own your only portion in life? Like, Kendall, how's your son doing? You know, like, bro, <laughs> you, don't you have some questions other things to worry we don't about? Ask, and that is one of the questions <laughs> you don't want to be asking. <laughs> I feel like I'm just I'm just always here. Like, bro, what are you actually here doing? So I think it makes sense that Roman would want to kind of, I guess, he would be incentivized to leave that situation. Yeah. Kieran Culkin actually did an interview recently where he um where he was asked who he thinks is going to get the well have get the the car and hand it to them right and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he says Roman which at, at first I thought okay yeah of course you're gonna say that like these people always like end up pushing their characters even if it's just for jokes because they can't tell us what will actually happen mm-hmm. but then he backs it up with an interesting point he says because Kendall are and and Shiv are too smart for their own good. Like they're constantly trying to change things. Like Kendall wants to make things a little bit more um, expansive in terms of, you know, content reach. Shiv wants to make things more progressive. Mm -hmm. And Roman, honestly, he's just the most like Logan. Just give people what they want. Give people what they want. He understands, he understands the business enough and he does, he's not trying to change anything. And I think in, in a lot of ways, that's what Logan likes about Roman as a potential successor. He just gets it, doesn't he? Yeah, like it could. It's, it's, he's he's it's, he's like a Connor who's actually interested. It's really, it's really funny how like at the start of the episode when we we're talking about, you know, what the news, what their news is going, what their version of news is going to be, and Kendall got up and said like, "Why don't we give them, you know, Africa?" Oh my God, let it. <laughs> it's oh, like, oh. "Why don't we give them, you know, why don't we teach them? Africa all the time?" What? What does that even mean? What? Why don't, why don't we teach them a new way of, you know, getting news? And I was kind of like, I mean, 
yeah, but no. <laughs> that's That sounds really nice and, you know, nice and well, but people just want to hear why, you know, we should have more guns rather than what what is going on in Africa and the dynamics of, you know, the next election in East Africa or something. I mean, yeah, it's an interesting commentary on America's dystopic political landscape. Like, what did they say? It sounds like homework. It sounds like homework, doesn't it? So I think he just understands, he just gets it, which is kind of what, quite interesting, sort of going back to that scene about what if Logan is manipulating him again? Which is very likely. You can't just come, like, which is very likely. He's here telling him, he's here telling him, I need you. And it's like, mm. which is what those, I mean, his sibling, well, not his other siblings, but his um, Shiv and Kendall, which is kind of why they despise his dad so much because they've been the recipients of, you know, these before being from burned. their dad. Yeah. And they've been burned quite, you know, previously. But I think Roman is still quite, you know, he still has. It's still quite, it's like the shiny toy. It still doesn't really know what is going on right now. Unlike if it was like the other kids and stuff. So I think that's, that'll be something quite interesting to observe going forward. Um, to be fair, if I was Shiv, uh, I mean, if you're, uh, if you've sort of taken up all the divorce lawyers in. That is definitely annoying. That's pretty shitty. <laughs> <laughs> she was. I mean, she was quite upset, wasn't she? I mean, because like, episode. what is she going to have to do now? Like, is she, like, is she, who or is she going to get somebody to actually take, like, I guess, properly secure her own part of like, you know, the separation? It's, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's, it's just one of those things. It's like, because in the end, you know, all these people financially, they'll be fine. In the end, they'll, everybody's going to be fine. But like, it's yeah. just little things, like these details of like, what they what they're fighting over for ego's sake, you know that's kind of what ego matters. Man. It's funny because like I thought she had made Tom sign a prenup. Um, maybe there is one, actually, and maybe that's why maybe he's trying. One, maybe yeah. that's why he's looking for a good lawyer and ensuring that, like, right. you know, she has everybody. But like, it's it's interesting how like the whole um, legal landscape works. It's like, okay, so just because he's met with these people, they can't even like consider defending her. Yeah, I didn't I was not aware of that, you know. I wasn't really sure that's how legal stuff worked. But I guess you'd pay them for like an initial consultation, weren't you? Which is kind of what they did, I guess. In but, a sense, yeah. But then it's also like they they know everything. When you're like your their job is to defend their client's side, but when you now know too much about both sides, then you're basically just involved. And it become that's why it becomes a, co- a conflict of interest. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, we we'll have a lawyer part of the popcorn for dinner podcast universe multiverse, but you know, it's not around right now, is it? Skyving. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's that's pretty. That's pretty rough because there was a couple of times when she just had like this face on while she was on the phone call, and when she kind of kind of realized what was going on, she was like, "You hate my dad." <laughs> But yeah, I guess that's 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 the kids and 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 Logan. Yeah, I I'm quite interested to see what um how the kids go with this deal because mm-hmm. now they I feel like they're flying too close to the sun, man. Huh. I feel like it might just go already wrong, and like what happens after that? 
I mean, they're already going wrong with the whole like, let's bring Matson, force Max Matson back to the table thing with Kendall having ridiculous ideas and then texting Stewie and then Stewie responding unrealistically fast with PDFs. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask like, if you're that like, if you're that rich and isn't that quite quick? <laughs> That's quite quick. Yeah, I guess Stewie was just monitoring his phone, like... hoping for something because. Yeah, I guess he has like multiple phones, doesn't he? And like this phone is probably for very, very, very important people and business. So that's probably why. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the, that's the case. Should we get to well, the other kid as well? Connor and his wedding rehearsal. What a life. Tough man. When he went to talk to tough, Willa's mom, I was like, tough, oh. tough. The, just the, the idea of these people arriving, right? And then Willa is leaving with people like just a group of people it's just like ugh, this is he should probably hide or something <laughs> yeah this is this is sad and like maybe they're actually her actual friends like i don't really have too much of an issue believing that yeah to be fair she might actually have friends but yeah. it's like uh like he's just leaving and then when he when he tells him about like her speech where she's like yeah i don't want to do this or i can't do this <laughs> like wow like these guys really it's so funny how how the show made sure that um Kendall, Roman, and Shiv would not be able to attend this event. But then we're hearing about what happened. Like, for some reason, hearing about it this way rather than, like, witnessing her saying this stuff is just worse. <laughs> I don't know why it's worse. But it's just all the more sad that way. Because you can see Connor just it's recovering. It's still as well, though, yeah. I mean, I'd have loved to. I'd have loved to see the speech and everyone's faces and, like, what the fuck is going on right now? That would have been nice, but... I feel like we got more than enough from the reactions, from her reaction, from his reaction. How he's like, let's just get out of here. Let's go to a normal place with normal people. And I think that just did it for me. I think the wise do that a lot, actually. Really? Um, yeah, they won't show they won't show the police chase. They'll just show the afters of the police with like everyone handcuffed and everything. Yeah. Because I mean, what's the point? We've seen a lot yeah, of you, police chases. Get a now. sense of what happened, essentially. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, man, Connor, tough. I guess let's go to Willa first because we've kind of seen this brewing for a bit, even since like last season when he proposed to her. I mean, you saw her face where it's like, I, I really don't want to be. I think in her to mind, this, but she expected that she'd be able to like escape this situation at some point. Like she expected to kind of mm-hmm. get the best that she could out of being with Connor and then not actually have to spend her whole life with Connor. But I think over time, yeah, yeah. she has actually grown to like love him on some level. Like she's kind of grown to see herself as his partner, but still, That's interesting. But still marrying him is such a permanent situation that she, it, it makes sense that she might have some type of anxiety because however she sees herself, that will kind of change once she marries him because she has a whole new mm-hmm. part of her identity that exists because of that marriage. Like she'll forever be associated with the Roy's for whatever it's worth, right? Like she mm-hmm. may have just been, before she met him, she may have just been like a, I mean, obviously she was a regular person, but she may have had different like views. She may even still have different views politically, um, socially, culturally. She clearly likes a the theater and all that stuff. Like it's all nice. She believes and, like, art can change the world. Yeah, like she probably felt that, you know, being involved with Connor was kind of like a means to an end. The end being, you know, having resources to do the things she actually wants. And she'll still get that here. But, you know, I guess maybe there's a part of her that didn't actually bank for being Mrs. Conroy. <laughs> so that's interesting. I'd already, I thought of it like she likes the life. She's so deep into this sort of lifestyle right now of yeah, Gilded Cage. 
Yeah, exactly. So it's like, how can she get back to what she was before, the life she was living before, taking taxis and subways to places rather than just, you know, getting like a private, you know, car or something somewhere and getting the helicopter to other places. And it's like, how can you ever go back to that life? There's no way. And I think she's just so trapped within this life that she's living right now that, I mean, how can she go back to a shitty old mattress right now? She always needs to go back to that nice room that yeah. we eventually saw her. At in the I think episode. there's a part of her that's angry with herself about this. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm doing pretty great right now. Like I've, I've made a huge leap in my style of living. It reminds me of um, Bex in Ted Lasso, um, young Rebecca, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, that Rupert Mannion uh, married, right? She's doing so great. Like nobody has done better for themselves in that show than her because mm. she married this guy. They have a kid. She's now living in the house. Like everything is actually like working out so well for them. Whereas, whereas now, like with with Willa, she does have all this like self improvements and just quality of life improvement. But mm. at what costs? It's like she's now going to be like more distant from all the things that she was already doing. She's going to be kind of like a prop because one of the reasons they're getting married is because Connor needs that for his political persona, right? It's just how it is. Like people tend to, whether it's like in politics or business, people just tend to trust people who are married, right? But then again, maybe she, she understands who Connor is a lot more than she did at the beginning. And just being linked permanently to that is a little bit uncomfortable Mm -hmm. because she understands that. Connor is Connor, but in the end, he's still a Roy. And there is a sense yeah. of similarity between all of them. Like, they all come from the same cloth, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it reminds me of something else um, Kieran Culkin said in that same interview I mentioned earlier, um, where he was asked, like, how the Roys are as people and, like, which one of them is actually, like, the worst. <laughs> and he said that Connor might be the most evil person in the show. Because essentially, like, mm. he bought a human <laughs> and, put, and put this human into a gilded cage that she can't escape from. And he's not even fully, like, he just thinks it's fine. He has no idea. It's, what the, it's the lack of self-awareness <laughs> for me. That's the worst thing. He's just so like, yeah, I'm, I'm 1% and I can't go down to 0% because that's just bad for me. And it's and like, bro, how is it bad for you? Get like, free promotion from this wedding, which is supposed to be like my wedding. The man has no perspective. It's just zero perspective. It's just completely so far out of it. Yeah, he's he's fully allowed wealth to separate him from anything resembling reality. And that's the funny thing about Connor. Honestly. Just look at him in this episode, like saying, yeah, let's go somewhere real where like there are men working with their hands and there's grease. What does that mean, And there's Connor? grease and they bleed. Prof- and it's just like, yeah, not to one of his shitty places. And, you know, I mean, doing order like some, you know, Bel- what do you say, Belgian luxury bay or something like that? It's just like, it's just... and Kendall is like, uh, yeah, okay, gin and tonic, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's more like it. Because <laughs> in the end, like the, they actually even still end up in a private room. Yeah. And what is that song he was singing for crying out loud? I was trying to clock it. Like, <laughs> whose singing was better, his singing or Kendall's season in his birthday party mm. last season? I hate this, but I'm going to have to go with Kendall's. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty. <laughs> I was just, of all the things, Honesty by Billy Joel, Kendall, like, I know he wanted it to be on the nose, but come on, bro. Like, you, even you have to understand that there are <laughs> levels of cringe. Like, they're just, they're just levels. 
that was so bad. That was so bad. I couldn't even watch it. I was just like, what is going on? That's how the episode started as well, isn't it? Before the credits. Yeah, and the plan was apparently for him to be dropped from the ceiling, like, you know, <laughs> with a harness and Listen, everything. On your 40th, you need to you need to go out, man. You need to you need to, you need to go all out. Watch your karaoke song. I don't know that I have only one. I think I'll just look at the list and whatever I'm Oof. feeling, I'll just go. <laughs> whatever you're feeling you're feeling thankfully i uh <laughs> i don't have to psych myself up too much to sing so I, I can i can adapt just get some liquid courage in you like willa and just yeah, go for it not even need it but yeah you know that could make things fun Oof. there we go there we go <laughs> <laughs> i'm not hurricane ages it's weekend plans i guess yeah there you go but after exams after, ex- after exams after exams because yeah gosh, um yeah i guess that's that's connor isn't it um and Connor would just never go against his dad in it he would just never yeah, because he understands what he needs i i i honestly laughed out loud when <laughs> when like they were in that like karaoke place mm-hmm. and then logan tells i don't know who he told was carrie or someone next to him is like yeah just heard from connor i was like what <laughs> and it's like this is why they were trying to have that conversation away from connor and i was actually i was I was over there like, come on, Shiv, what the hell is wrong with you? Like, Connor can hear whatever you guys are planning. Apparently, I was wrong because immediately, <laughs> within the same breath, he told them. And then Logan shows up and is like, okay, how did you know we're here? How did you know it's called? It's like, yeah, I called him. And he's like, what? And I was just like, wow. I That was so funny. He's like, yeah, dad is on his way. They're like, some of us, you know, some of us don't <laughs> like to keep secrets. It's like, nah, he wants to make sure the deal goes through because Connor is the only person here that doesn't have a job. <laughs> <laughs> So he actually needs a steady income somehow. And he's like, yeah, whatever is going on between you guys and dad, that's not messing with, with my need for money. So I just thought that was no, way too funny. Just don't message my cash flow for my elections. Thank you very much. But I mean, isn't next episode is supposed to be... The actual wedding? Yeah, it's supposed to be... It's kind of titled Connor's Wedding. Pretty much, yeah. Because like it's... You know, I, I know we talked before about how this new episode... Um, this well, this episode two and episode three could kind of be like sister episodes, you know, kind of like how they did it with Ship's mm-hmm, wedding mm-hmm. and sort of how they did it last season as well with episodes eight and nine, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, I don't know if it feels that way as much because Connor, like, there was very little of the actual rehearsal in this episode. Like, it just Zero. happened to be like a thing that that was there in in script. So I think with the yeah. actual wedding, we'll get quite a lot of it because it's it's the next day. You know, Connor was saying, "Yeah, I'm looking to get married tomorrow." So literally, the next episode is going to be set yeah. the next day. So we're we're looking at a very short time span here. So it's interesting pacing that we're getting in that way. So can we can we assume that? The wedding is still going on then. It is still going on. But what we can also assume is that Logan doesn't care to attend because he's trying to, you know, run through his machinations and he's bringing Well, the board meeting is like tomorrow, isn't it? It is. All of this is tomorrow. I'm actually not sure why Connor's wedding is happening on this day. Uh, I think he's trying to rush things. But yeah, my understanding is that Connor's wedding is tomorrow. Logan wants Mm -hmm. to move the board meeting and then he wants to have a different meeting with Matson and take Roman along. And Roman himself is like, okay, but like Connor's wedding though. And then Logan's face is just like, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. So. What's my business? (laughs) Literally. That's his problem. That's between him and his We could end up with a situation, hopefully not, where um, nobody ends up going to Connor's wedding (laughs) because everybody's busy chasing money. Honestly, like, that's going to be interesting. I'm just, I can't wait for that. 
uh, Matson and Roman and and Logan conversation. That's going to be one. That's going to be like my kind of conversation. Just jabs here and there, things you shouldn't say but you'd say. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a scene from the this moment in the trailer, right, where Roman's telling Matson's like, "I hate you." Like you know that, right? <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, well, maybe man. this is that. Yeah. yeah, the pacing is so good. Like it, it barely feels like it's only been two episodes. Honestly, like, it, I feel like so much has happened. I still haven't got into Mankin as well in the elections, which I feel is going to be yep. huge. Like so, just what a great show, man. I'm just, I'm just grateful. I'm just grateful for that. I can't believe I'm experiencing. I, I I'm watching this like emotion right now. Like honestly, yeah, it is cool to be able to actually talk about the show in real time i mean it's in one of those time. things that people will be watching for like for a long time but there's a difference between like you know watching this show 10 years from now and like watching it right now that's that, that's, yeah. that's pretty cool um like all the other shows like the only good show that i kind of watched in real time was mad men oh and that was like came much later much much later i came in like season five or something or season six okay yeah i watched mad men after it was done uh, yeah i mean game of thrones i came in at season four I guess. Okay. Yeah. Um, but like Breaking Bad, I didn't watch. Wow. No, Breaking Bad, I watched it when it was done. The Wire, when it was done. Sopranos. Well, I'm seeing the Sopranos, but I still was coming. But yeah, I guess that's that's the episode. I really, it was such a nice, smooth watch. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, that scene at the end was very heavy. I think that that kind of was the emotional core of things kind of what we needed yeah but that's the thing like did we actually get what we needed like we were looking for catharsis in you know the actual apology but i don't know that that's what they really got i feel like everybody came out of that interaction a little bit worse even if they didn't realize that they were right out a little bit worse um kendall and shiv you as the watcher as the viewer how do you feel after that scene it just felt a bit like murky you know, like it just, you yeah. just felt like I feel like it gave this, you what you needed, weird, but not what you wanted. Yeah, like this kind of like cloud was just on top of me after seeing it. It's just like, uh, like everybody just feels worse for wear right now, even Logan. Like, and I wonder, like, th- this, this whole thing of him kind of changing the plan to mm-hmm. bring in, you know, whatever the case may be, like bring, bring in Roman and, you know, move the board meeting. First of all, can he do that? Like, can he actually get that done? Um, moving the board meeting like the day before. I don't know. I, I guess he he can. Yeah, that's that, that's a bit mad. <laughs> but yeah, I don't I don't know. That's 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 very weird to me. But also, it's interesting because the the performances are so nuanced. You know, like the acting is so good mm-hmm. paired with this script that even when you're not sure, like even when you feel somebody's getting what they deserve, you still end up feeling bad for them just a tiny bit, but just because of the way that they're portrayed. Yeah, man. Like I cannot believe there was a moment in this episode where I was actually like feeling sorry for Carrie. <laughs> Everyone but her, man. Everyone but her. Bro, but- Car- Carrie was getting clowned. Like Kendall and Roman were watching that thing over and over again just so they could like, you know, exercise their laughing muscles, you know. I was just like, yo, are they yeah, starting they, it again? Kept, yeah, they kept on reloading it, didn't oh, they? That was hilarious. And then Greg getting sent to deliver that message. I mean, Tom is a problem. I think most of us watching this show know that Tom is, is actually a, a problem. Because <laughs> he just sent Greg to just go do it. Just And I feel like there's a part of him that knew that Kerry is smart. Like Kerry was always going to see through the whole script that Tom told Greg to deliver. 
Mm-hmm. And Greg was basically helpless against that. That, that's, that's, that, that's just so weird. Also, there was a consulting team. <laughs> I was going to... A what, focus group. What? A focus group. There we go. Who is in this focus group? Like, she actually <laughs> was asking follow-up yeah, questions. And Miles she didn't know what to, know. to do. Yeah, that's uh, that Succession, season four, episode two, rehearsal. For some reason, I always fuck up with... Um, whenever we say, like, Succession episode four... Sorry, season four. See, I fucked up again. Season four, episode yeah. two. I always mess up with like the with the words and the numbers. I don't know why. And I'm supposed to be like a numbers guy. It is season but, um, four, episode two, titled "Rehearsal." Yeah, and that's the episode. Really fun episode. So please, guys. Yeah, once the episode comes out, let us know how you felt about it. And yeah, we'll be back next week with episode three. But before that, obviously, don't forget to like subscribe on our youtube channel obviously leave some ratings on our spotify for you know all succession related content all ted lasso mandalorian yellow jackets everything a lot's coming up we have other um, episodes and shows coming up as well i obviously like to thank Uwe for coming through and giving his you know smart takes on succession and i try he try and try so hard. <laughs> He's only actually watches the episode, guys. I just kind of breeze through it and skip vibes. Through, so. <laughs> I just vibes through it exactly. <laughs> and yeah, I guess we'll see you guys next week. When yeah, I think uh, who's joining us next week? It's not Kalia. It's actually Damson Idris. I feel like Kalia is on the tip of your tongue, but it was Damson Idris. You check the schedule. Damson Idris. I guess yeah. yeah Damson Idris. I guess we'll see you next week then. Mm-hmm. Bye guys, thanks for coming to me. And yeah, also DVLA F you <laughs> F you million times. <laughs> um, oh my god. We are out.